Welcome back, Clitorati, to part two of Burning Man 2022, uh, where we get to be a fly on the wall of Lindsay and Madison's Burning Man experience. For those of you who don't know what Burning Man is, it's a festival described as an annual event in Nevada's Black Rock Desert, where people gather for around nine days to celebrate artistic self-expression and the building of a community intended to be temporarily self-sufficient. Radical self-reliance is something that we talked about a lot in last week's episode, which was part one of this story. So it's popularly thought as a surreal counterculture party in the desert. So this year was Madison's first time. She popped that cherry like an effing pro. And it was also the first burn since the COVID-19 pandemic. So people were really ready to escape, transform, and come together in community. And just to show how varied life experiences of what a pleasure positive life can look like. While Lindsay and Madison were in the desert, Katie was, I was sending my, my baby off to preschool. So, which was also very heartfelt and transformational. So, we're hopping back in to part two of the Burning Man episode. And if you didn't check out last last week's, go check it out. And uh, here we go. All right. Yeah. All right. So then, so, okay. So my playa name that I got, is, I got, I had one and then I got a new one this year. So my, my playa name is the Godmother. Not so much fairy, but more mafia. <laughs> Nobody fucks <laughs> okay. with my friends. But I, but the girl that I met on the bus, I was obviously telling her about clit talk and everything. So she gave me a new play name. She goes, you're the clit witch, which I really like. Uh, yeah. And I love that. So I like, I was like embracing that this year. Um, and then, so my first, Ryan and I had sex once at the burn. That was it. <laughs> we, we just did it once, <laughs> like in the middle of the night, the first night. And then it got too fucking hot. And then we, well, we had sex again oh at God. the hotel in Reno after we had taken a shower at the end of Burning Man. But that was it for my sex capades. But, um, <laughs> our first, like one thing that I'd never really done with him because we were always in a crew last year. Both of us were like, we really want to have a date night. So we're like, let's go out with no plan and go to some of the smaller camps. And so one of the things that's really cool about Burning Man is there's no money exchanged at all, right? So that like, so you go up to a camp and they'll have a bar, but you just, you bring a copper mug with your ID taped to it and you just say, I'll have a margarita. So we were like going to all these little bars and everything. It was so fun. And we came across um, something that I always loved when I was a kid was swinging. I love to swing on the swings. And oh. yeah, like, no, no. That type of swinging. Like swing, like swinging <laughs> on a swing, swinging. <laughs> like, wait. You do need to specify on the show. Like, like, on the we show. love swinging. Katie's face was Katie's face was like, No, like a regular swing. <laughs> oh okay. my God. So, so, so we came okay. across these, some, one of the like art things that they had along the Esplanade, which is like the main road was adult sized swings. And I got so excited. And so I was like, Ryan, can I swing? Can I swing? And he was like, yeah, baby, we're swingers. No, just kidding. So, so, I, get on, so, I, get on, so I get on this swing and I'm, he's pushing me on the swing and I feel Aww. like a kid. And then this guy mm. gets on the swing next to me and I just start talking to him and I, and I don't know what came over me. I was just, I did a couple margaritas and you know, other things. And, and I said, you know, what's your favorite childhood memory of being on a swing? And so we talked about our favorite childhood memories and this memory came flooding back to me of, you know, my swing set days were really prominent in 1996 when the the women's U.S. gymnastics team won the gold medal. 
And it was, remember that, Katie? Like, Carrie Shrug. I and sure do. It was, it was this big Dominic thing. Mucciano. Dominic Mucciano. Yep. All I was those, an elite gymnast. I knew them all. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. They were, like, my idols. And I remember I, I used mm-hmm. to do this thing where I would, like, jump off the swing and then, like, stick the landing. <laughs> Like I was like a gymnast. I love that. Yeah, and so I yeah. so I enroll this guy next to me. I'm like, you want to do it with me? Should we like stick the landing? And so we both like get off and like stick the landing, and then we just hug each other. And it's just like there's little moments like Aww. that at Burning Man. Like I got to be a child again for a moment at Burning Man, and that felt so amazing. And so then Ryan and I went off and like did our we had our little date night, and it was amazing. And that was the night we had sex. It was like our date night. Um, and so that that was one of my one of my top memories i don't have sex oh my to tell so i'm just gonna I tell you my totally top relate. memories i have like a really <laughs> that was a good one that was so sweet like you're so right like something about burning man like the, the your inner child like your ability to connect with your inner child like one of the coolest experiences that i did on like a burning man was that we randomly found a ball pit yeah. do you guys remember ball pits yeah like the bouncy. i have one for my son <laughs> and so okay so there was this giant ball Adult pit science. and me and my friends and we we got to jump in the ball pit and it was one of my sweetest memories of Burning Man, you know, and I, I thought that I was going to party my ass off and all that. Like, I thought really danced fun. my ass off a couple times. A couple I times. Partied, yeah. But, you know, like the days were fucking hot. Like some of my favorite <laughs> memories were just like being with friends, like on your bikes and being like, there's snow cones. Who wants snow cones? Yeah. You? Let's I go. got snow cones. <laughs> we got snow cones yeah. together. <laughs> oh my yeah. God. Wait. So wait, I, I'll tell you, I saw a camp and it was called, the camp was called Kindergarten. And they had all of these, like, it was like an adult playground. They had like oh, the yeah. tetherball things, but it was all like adult size. So you can like go and be a kid at this whole camp. I was like, I want to oh, do yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I mean, and there's, there's so much, uh, opportunity to like connect with your inner child in such a deep and beautiful way at Burning Man. I really see that like in so much of the art, all of like Burning Man is basically 13 miles of, innovative adults being kids. interactive <laughs> yeah. adults being kids but what i was going to say is of interactive art so there is an aspect of burning man where you just it's a sea of art that's mm-hmm. endless it's 13 miles it feels endless like you can't do it without a bike and like oh, a lot no, of people have bike. electric bikes and like motorized bikes and like i would i mean I, I feel like i lost like 10 pounds at burning man from just like all the biking to places like yeah. i would definitely want like an I think like an electric bike to just be able to see more because you could just see more with an electric it's bike, I feel. It. Yeah. And you know, the interact the interactive art is a criteria. Like so you have to be able to play with it in some way, whether you climb it or ring it or touch it or it changes colors. Like to be able to have an art installation at Burning Man, one of the criteria is is it interactive? And oh, so really? oh my God. I saw the coolest yeah. art thing. So it, it you see these people and they have their hands on these pedals and it's like this there's sound and there's like sound reactive. And what I learned is that the, the sound reactive art installation is biometrically connecting to people and reading their biometrics. And that creates the pattern and the sounds for the art installation. I was like, holy shit. Like it's stuff like that, like really cutting edge, crazy. Like you'll never see it at a a museum in LA. (laughs) Like this kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. And it's some of the most, you know, the, the leading artists in the world who, who, and engineers that are, that are creating this. And a lot of the artists come back. And so, um, I was, I'm excited for next year because even though the art won't be the same, a lot of the same artists. So, come back and so you'll see their the aesthetic art, a lot come of the art and a lot of the art does come back from year to year 
They bring it back. Some of it. Yeah. A lot, a lot of, of a, the like, but the one that's the themed art, like the, the theme this year was waking dreams. So any, yeah. all the waking dream art like won't come back, but those artists might come back and like create other, you know, create their install, uh, like another install. And yeah. They have like a similar aesthetic. Okay. And okay. I want to so hear one your of next. The, oh, I want to hear I'm your gonna, next. I'm going into story. it. I'm going into it. Um, God, I want to, I want to decide. So there were, were there any more details from the limo story? Uh, I, I, that's all I want to share for now. You'd have to become a page, okay. a member of our Patreon. If you want to hear more, <laughs> okay, yeah, wow. And and how do you become a member of our of our Patreon? We've been doing Clit Talk for a while now, over 200 episodes to date, and we have had an influx of new clitorati, and we still have our consistent OG clitorati tuning in every week. So we've created a free gift for you. It's called Clit Talk Cliff Notes, the no BS guide to self-pleasure and sexual intimacy. And we're really giving you our best highlight reel of sex tips. We have combined our top sex hacks to give you confidence, communication, orgasms, and the ability to take your pleasure game from zero to 100 real quick and blow any partner's mind in bed. Included in this bang and free gift is two free audio trainings, self-pleasure is self-love, and our hottest sex tips. We also have unreleased episodes and a fan favorite from our Sex and Empowerment Signature Masterclass, an erotic visualization, and a video on orgasmic breathing. Oh, yeah. Mm. So to get a little taste of what we do here, you definitely want to sign up for Clit Talk Cliff Notes. Just go to clittalkshow.com backslash guide because clitorati it is possible to have quantum leaps in your sex and empowerment with simple and impactful shifts pussy pussy it's gonna be a good one today yes i'm talking about a clit talk clit talk clit talk talking about a clit talk clit talk clit talk come on girls and boys and everyone on the gender rainbow bring your pussies to the show You can go into our show notes of this episode where you're listening to this episode right now. And in the description, there's a, a link that you can say support our show on Patreon. Support our show yeah. on Patreon. Thank you for asking. So uh, basically, Sugar went out one night. Uh, oh, it was so perfect. I, I had this fear going into Burning Man. I had a couple of fears. One is that like I would be, um, that it would be difficult to navigate Um unwanted energy. Like I was worried about being hit on in public by strangers, right? Especially mm-hmm. dressed half naked. And I have, you know, been um, sexually harassed, assaulted um, many times in my life. Um, I was including the most extreme where I was kidnapped for 36 hours. So Clit Talk is, a, is a, about sexual healing sexual trauma for me. And then what's on the other side when you heal your sexual trauma is fucking hot girl playa, which I got to experience. So Burning Man for me was being in the embodiment of having healed my sexual trauma such that I could really create these outrageous pleasure-filled experiences for myself. But there's just so much. If you're a new listener to Clit Talk, like I didn't just get here and all of a sudden can just conquer hot girl playa. Like a lot of of deep work with myself, pussy gazing, therapy, um, energy healing to be able to like be back fully in my body and fully in communication with my pussy. So I just want to preface that and go into my next sexcapade with that uh, context in place. So 
I also was afraid of one one other thing, which was um actually fuck that. I'm just gonna straighten the sex capade. Come back to that. Um so I've never had sex with someone who's the same age as me ever in my fucking life because the guy I lost my virginity to was two years older than me in high school. And ever, I, always after that, I only fucked people that were like a, a grade above me, a grade below me, but there was never anyone the same age. And then of course I'm married to someone who's 15 years older than me. Anyone I dated after college uh, or inside of college was always older. And so there was this really sweet man. I was on the top of an art car. And by the way, I all of a sudden got really hot because I had a solo dance party with my myself. Um, in front of this stage and I got I was in a reflective metallic like sweatshirt suit like skirt thing and I overheated so I shoved it all in my backpack I'm now in an underwear and a metallic reflective bra and I was like I gotta get air and I see this art car and something really dope about Burning Man is like a lot of people create these art cars that you can party on and dance on and like they say anything can happen at Burning Man like don't make plans with people because someone might end up halfway across the playa on top of a moving art car and like not have a bike to get back literally on that journey so I see this art car it's not moving so I'm like this is great because I had a group of friends I told them all I'm like if just so you guys know don't leave without me I'm gonna be dancing on top of this art car. So I go on top of this art car and I'm naked basically. I'm in this like thong and like bra and I'm just like vibing so hard. And there's this very sexy man and we can, we locked eyes. And then we, two minutes later, go straight up to each other. And at the same exact moment, we're like, what's your name? And so (laughs) it was so cute. And come to discover that he's from Switzerland. He lives in Bali, speaks French. He was just like, all of these things are so sexy. And then he's like the same age as me. And we ended up going on a whole journey that night together. Like I went to my friends, I vetted him. I was like, okay, one of my other fears was like, like not being with friends and like getting all of a sudden being off with strangers and like not knowing how to get back to my camp and like getting lost. I was really scared of that because that Burning Man, like there's no GPS. You have to learn how to read the roads at night. There's not a lot of light. It's really hard to see the road signs. People also pull prankster energy there. Like so they move the street signs. signs around. So you're just like, you can get, just get so lost. But if you're with people, oh you can avoid that. And so I uh, luckily always avoided that because I was well, always with people always that knew that what they were doing. I was always with someone. Yeah. So I bring this man, boy, this person over to my friends. I happened to be with my French friends that night. And so I was like, they will just tell me if he's full of shit and like being like, you know, like a player with me or if he's like legit. They all of a sudden are full blown speaking French with each other. I'm like, because oh. they're having great. And my French friends were like, oh, you must go with him. Have so much fun. These are like my like French friends that are like older moms. They're older, like maybe they're in the forties, fifth. They're in their fifties. Like they're moms of like teenagers. They're like you. He's such a sweetie. Like in French, we call it this, and they were like go. So I <laughs> conquered my fear. Like go out with this stranger go and his group of friends. <laughs> they're like thrive on sugar baby. I was like okay bye. And um, we, I brought him back to my tent, which I converted into like this boudoir tent. And it just so happened that that night my roommate was pulling an all-nighter with a lover boy she met. So I told this guy, I was like, we can stay in my tent as long as my roommate comes back. She ends up not coming back. She pulls an all-fucking-nighter. So we just got to like fucking have the most yummy sex in my boudoir tent that I created. I felt like I brought him into my like goddess dungeon, like Mm, a sensual like dungeon. And (laughs) I like gave him a foot rub and we fucked and it was so great. And I had like, it was so fun because I had the, all that, 
the safer sex conversations, you know, like safe sex practices, STI conversations, made my request for using a condom the entire time and was honored in the inside of that request. And this was like in, in both the first interaction and the second interaction. So those are really both positive sexual experiences for me. One was with a complete stranger and for anyone who really, really listens to my stories on this show, you know that I have a rule and I only fuck my friends. And I made an exception. And, uh, and, your I, Burning and it Man was friend. a really positive, really positive experience for me, um, which led me into the the next night, the last night for me, of uh, like the last sexcapade story that I have. Um, the next night I was hosting a huge 500 person event at my camp. Huge. Like, I was a co-producer of it. I was managing not getting the party shut down, working with rangers to like keep bikes out of the road, like managing door capacity. And all of a sudden I'm doing, working the door at one point and this really sexy man is next. And I'm like, there's a line, there's capacity, we're at capacity. I'll let you know when you can go in. And then I'm like, wait, by the way, do I know you? <laughs> like, you look so familiar. And he really did. I wasn't just like hitting on him. No cheap moves by here, over here. But I was like, you look so familiar. He's, are you from LA? He's just like, yeah, I'm from LA. I'm like, are you friends with these people? He's like, yeah. I'm like, okay. Yeah. We're in the same community. And he says, well, hi, my name is this. And I'm like, hi, I'm so-and-so. And two hours later, I, I let him in to the room he was trying to get into. And two hours later, um, we bump into each other, which is, I, I had friends who came to see me at that party. They said they looked for me for hours. Couldn't find <laughs> me. Like, just so yeah. you know, like the fact that I ran into him again at this 500 person party two hours later was like a little wild. So I was like, okay, I need to talk to him. So we're talking and I'm sharing how I got to Burning Man. He's sharing his story. And then he just looks at me. And I could, the best way to describe him would be like a conscious fuck boy. Like a conscious fuck boy, you know? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, conscious fuck boy. And he looks at me and he goes, can, can I kiss you? And I was like, oh, yeah. And this was yeah. the best fucking kiss I've ever had in my life. Like, I don't even want to talk about it. It was so <laughs> good. It was, it fucked me up a little bit inside. I was like, <laughs> how do you kiss? Best kiss ever. So I did something that night that I never normally do. Like I had, I enrolled all of my friends to come find me. Lindsay was part of this crew they, at the end of the, they do find me um, when I'm done working and I enrolled all of them, like come to this party so we can all party together. And they all get there. And they're basically like, I feel like waiting for me to be like, let's do whatever thing we want to do. And I basically said to all of them after like an hour, I was like, yeah, I'm going <laughs> to ditch all of you and go fuck this guy in my tent. <laughs> We're like, all right. Sounds about right. Oh, okay. All and right. I never do that. I keep everyone together. I'm like trying to be, I'm, I just, sugar was like, no girl, that's not your job. This is happening. This is happening for you. This is like, you haven't, you, like, this is a, you have an opportunity to fuck a real fuck boy right now. Like, he can give it to you good. Like, you can't pass this up. I knew, I was like, this is your moment to fuck, like, a player. You need to do it and be a player too. So he took me back to his RV. This is the night before our workshop. Night before our workshop. And I got, it was perfect. The universe totally showed up for me because he had an, he had AC in there, which meant I could sleep in as long as I needed to. Yeah, AC is clutch. To be able to show up for that, you know, our workshop the next day. It was so amazing. It was, the sex was, he was so good at sex that he could put me in any fucking position without exiting me. (laughs) Wow. Ever. Wow. That's strength. That gifted. 
That's that's, that's gifted. That's awesome. This that's is the he, Swedish guy. Boy. This is the Swedish no, guy. No, 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 no. This is not the Swedish guy. Okay, and he was a Swedish. Guy. He's from Switzerland. This oh, is the it. guy that I know who's in my community. That's just he's oh. just not. He's just like an. I, he's not even an acquaintance. Like I just didn't even remember his name. You know. Yeah. Like I don't really know him, but he knows. Anyways, and I came home from Burning Man um, and shared with Austin about my three sexcapades. The only one that kind of rubbed him, like triggered him a little bit was actually this third one because he's mm-hmm. like, I know that guy. Oh. A couple of years ago before COVID, we were at a party and he was dating a woman who was the same age as you and he was confiding in me and how difficult he found it to be with a younger woman. And I was empowering him <laughs> oh on, my like, God. as the married <laughs> version of him and her. And so he was like, it just feels weird to know that you fucked someone that I know that I'm not friends with. I'm like, interesting. The nuances got it, but it yeah. was cool in communication. My husband just needed to be heard. And then he was like, he was like, then he was able to be happy for me. And he was like, okay, cool. Um, That's awesome. All right. So, yeah, so, so those are so, my sex capades. Those are your sex capades. Okay. Oh, so good. So, Bravo. So, yes. Well done. I want you to tell the hair, the ponytail story, but we can get to that. That's like that. You like, that happened hmm. with, that happened with this third guy, the fuck okay, conscious okay. fuck All boy. Right. I, I'm going to, I'm going to share a couple of highlights and then I want you to tell that because Madison, like me and Ryan kept just like, every time Madison would come up with like, she is just, we kept saying like, she is just thriving on the plash. She was a stand-up comedian, like the entire time we were there. Oh my God, you're oh my cracking God. me up. She was so funny. Um, so an, a couple other highlights for me. So I actually lied. I kind of did meet someone at Burning Man. What do you mean? I did meet someone that I'm interested in at Burning Man. Ryan and I are both interested. Um, so, oh. so, so <clears throat> there's one night where Ryan and I go out as Burning Man celebrities. I have these crazy like six foot span led wings and remember my halloween costume madison like the fairy so that night i was a fairy godmother so i wore it with my halloween costume which was like completely lit up from head to toe and ryan has this unicorn costume that he made out of a motorcycle helmet and like it's like a hard horn and so people just like lose their shit of us so we go out we're like all right are you ready to be a celebrity we go out and we go to the Mayan Warrior, which is this, like one of the biggest art cars. And we're just like, we stayed up till dawn. Okay. My, and Spanky is like, my camp was one of the camps that basically had a party 24 hours a day. So we came back and people were like still partying at Spanky's. And so we, we connected with these two people. We bring them back into our tent and we're just talking and shooting the shit. And then the guy kind of like scoops off. We met this really cool girl and she was like, so we've got two options, guys. I've like dressed her at this point. She's like wearing one of my sequin dresses. We're like bonding. <laughs> and she's like, we've got two choices. The sun is coming up. We can either go to bed or... We can go to the temple. So the temple is a sacred space. It's another one of the structures that burns on a different night. It's the most profound experience. Like everybody, it was my first temple burn. Everybody, thousands of people sit around a circle around this structure and everyone is silent. There's no music playing. Everyone is silent and it's a space of mourning. People can bring pictures of people who have passed or they can write messages, letters, mm-hmm. messages, things that they want to release, things they want to let go of, people they want to forgive. So it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, I would say it's a very holy spiritual place. And so she goes, or we can go to the temple and watch the Philharmonic play as the sun rises. Oh. Wow. So we were like- Philharmonic, was it Burning Man? Yes, the entire Philharmonic. Well, I don't know if the entire, but like a a lot of the Philharmonic came. They might've flown them in or something. And at nine in the morning, so as the sun is rising, we are sitting there watching the Philharmonic play as the sun is rising at the Temple Burn. Wow. And I just started crying for 
everything in the last two years. And it was so incredibly healing. And I'm like, where else in the fucking world can you hear the Philharmonic in the middle of the desert? Yeah. And it was just crazy. So we stayed, that was the one night that we stayed up all night and we met this girl who I wasn't sure, like, I thought we were vibing and like, I'm not really good at like hitting on people. But then Ryan was like, just went up to her and he was like, Hey, so this is our situation, blah, blah, blah. Like just providing her with information. She goes, Oh no, I'm definitely interested. And she's, she's like a, she, her name is Lindsay. (laughs) Oh my God. Is that weird? No. Does she spell it with an E or an A? No, she spells it with an A. Um, um, I'm not going to tell you anything else about her to keep her anonymous, but she lives in like the San Fran area and she's going to come visit us because we were saying like, we really would like to explore outside of our friend group and make some new friends. And she's like, I'm feeling the same way. Um, and so that was, that was really cool. Another highlight was seeing the Philharmonic and being a celebrity at Burning Man. We met these people. Mm. I got this message from these people. They're like, the conversation you had with me changed my life. If you want to come stay, we have like, um, like a mansion Airbnb in New Mexico, like on the house. Like I don't, I barely remember talking to them. <laughs> oh my God. No, like I remember them and I remember them being very cool, but it's like, it's everything like bleeds together. And like, I'm like, Ryan, let's go visit them. Um, and then, so that was one of my highlights. And then, um, I guess, yeah. And then, so do you have anything else you want to share? Cause then I'm going to share my Yeah, I have highlight. two really big things. I have okay. the, um, mama story. Okay. And then I have the, the, uh, my sexual uh okay so why don't you why don't you tell that why don't you tell those super yeah okay um so i got to meet mama gina at burning man for anyone who is a new listener mama gina wrote the book her name is regina thomasher she wrote the book pussy reclamation which inspired season one of our podcast let us on this journey of sister goddess activism together. So nonetheless, mm-hmm. she's a role model to say the very least. <laughs> Huge role model and mentor for me. This is like, I've only, this is the only book that's ever fucking changed my life. Like people are like, this book changed my life. This book, this is the only book for me. This, this <laughs> is it. This is the changed only fucking life. one is her book. And um, she was speaking with Aubrey Marcus. I went, I, it was an amazing talk on feminine and masculine. I'm really excited to email her about, about um, some ideas that I had like around continuing collaborating together Um, but we've interviewed her twice so I knew she knew me so I was like I gotta go meet her and so I was the first person like in line to talk to her after her workshop I fucking beelined for her like beelined and I just was like right there and right when she was ready and like turned I was like yo mama Gina it's sugar from clit talk and she screamed my name she screamed she was like sugar and like, I'm oh in a room of like 150 people. My friends heard her yell my name from the back of the room. So they like got it all on like photo, like took photos Aww. of me talking to her. And it was really profound. There was a moment in the workshop where I, uh, or her talk where I started to cry because she was telling, talking about the moment where she chose to write the book. And I was like, what if she didn't? I would not, when would I have gotten this wisdom of, of the pussy what, I would have, but like, when would that have come and in what form, you know? And I got so present to, you know, the work that I'm committed to doing in the world, the work that we're doing together in the world. And that, you know, when we do the hard work on ourselves and we then go and create something that's from our truest place, 
our most authentic source of creation within ourself, that that is changes lives. And Mama Gina's book changed my life and her stepping into that contribution and like being like, I'm going to fucking write this book. I can't, I, I'm just going to trust that in my voice in me and doing that. Like that's, I was crying. I was weeping. So Mm-hmm. Uh, that was huge for me and getting to talk to her, her. She told me she loved me. Like we, I only, I saw a whole line had formed behind me. So I was like, I gotta, I'm going to let you go. I'm going to let you go and continue with everyone else. Um, and, but we were so like, she was just like, thank you for coming up to me. And like, I love you and I love what you're creating in the world. So that was huge for me. That was my like most peak moment, like of burning man, mm-hmm. like the sex capades. Great, super fun. Glad I had them. Peakest, most peak moment for me was meeting Mama Gina, hands down. Um, now, ugh, second to that though was a very, very empowering experience for me. Which after having had all these sexcapades on the very last day of Burning Man, the burn, the man burns on Sunday night, and I had not pulled an all nighter yet because you really need to sleep at some point, right? And so if you sleep in the days, it's very, very hot. With I did not have AC. So like that wasn't an option for me. So I waited until this one night to pull my one all-nighter. And I was like, I'm going to figure out AC. I'm sure someone will gift me their like RV to like sleep <laughs> in for the day. And I went out with friends for burn night. We pulled this epic all-nighter. We watched the sunrise at this Egyptian temple, literally fucking parallel to the sunrising. It was the most beautiful thing ever. And then my my friends that were women there looked at me. They're like, it's time for Bubbles and Bass. I'm like, okay. Bubbles and Bass is the place you go on the playa for sunrise, DJ sets, and endless champagne. Oh, I love that. So we dropped into fullest embodiment of Hot Girl Playa. At that point, we like took off our warm clothes. So we were like, I was in like a diamond bra and like glistening chain, like skirt thing. I was looked... Like what I feel like sugar should always wear is like diamond <laughs> clothes. And do you have a picture of done. yourself in this outfit? It's on our Instagram. There's a okay, okay. post of my, uh, yeah. oh, my first yeah, booty yeah, yeah. photo. This is the, this is the, the booty, booty dancing. The I booty like reel. Yeah, that so outfit looks great. In that was, yeah, go check it out. You can also see Lindsay's dope ass wings and the uh, her partner's unicorn costume. And so, yeah, so those are all on our Instagram at Clit Talk Show. And uh, so when I when I was at this party, I was dancing like the most fully expressive I've ever danced in my life. And I was half naked and I was dancing with my friends and this guy grabs our us by both of our ass cheeks and pulls us in to dance with him. And we were like, no, thank you. And then he did it again and he grabbed oh, our butts and pulled it. And we were like, we don't want, we look, we're like, we don't want to dance with you. No, thank you. Please don't grab us again. Then he grabs us again. Oof. And really? he's like, do you know who I am? I play at Mayan Warrior. Whoa. I don't care. And we were so? like, it doesn't matter. We don't care. It doesn't matter. We don't want to dance with you. Your energy sucks. And then he flipped out. He was like, you fucking bitches. It's fucking Burning Man. And what I shared earlier in this episode is I was very afraid of like being hit on by mm. unwanted energy. Like I was afraid of yeah. being sexually assaulted. Sorry, the sexual trauma was showing there. I was like, ah, what if this happens at Burning Man? No, it's not going to happen at Burning Man. Everyone's like enlightened with Burning Man. Well, yeah, really, yeah. I got to experience this. Ugh. And I I literally was, a. I had two options. In that moment, I was like, I just want to fight him. I started to go into like gangster. And my friend, she grabbed me. She's like, mm, 
we don't need to do that. And I was like, okay, fine. We need an authority. I look for an authority person and at meeting my gaze is the people you never want to see at Burning Man. <laughs> the cops. Which, <laughs> you guessed it. Oh, oh and no. there's Katie. One is a the one cops are crazy. They have like night vision goggles and they will look at you from like 500 feet away. And if you do any kind of drugs, they will come and get you and throw you into jail. Like it's not a joke. Whoa. Oh yeah. There's, and there's a lot of cops. You got to be really mindful. So you, you and I don't want to see the <laughs> cops at Burning Man, except no. like in a moment like this. And so when I turned, yeah. there was two cops. There was a big man, big guy that was bigger than this little punk ass fucking DJ. And then there was a female cop. And I, went, I looked at my friends and I was like, I'm doing this. Don't stop me. And I fucking go to them. And I was like, hi, me and my friend are being sexually harassed at this club and we would like him to be removed. And they were like, they took it so seriously. They escorted him out. And once he was out and escorted and like we were safe, they asked me to come outside to the front of the club to like tell the story. And they made sure that he was completely removed, that that club knew who he was, that he was going to be removed from this club. And they asked me if I wanted to report it with the like city state of, of Nevada. And I was like, no. I'm not going to fucking, the system is like built, like I'm not coming back to Nevada to report this. I just want to know that I can go back in that club and have a really good time with my friends and like not be fucked with like that. And and so that was, I've never report, I've never had the opportunity to report any sexual assault or harassment that I've experienced. One, the cops were never there. Or two, I felt just too, um, destroyed from whatever experience I had that after the fact, I was just had too much shame to tell anyone, let alone an authority. Right. So like, I just didn't Mm -hmm. feel empowered in that point in my life to have reported. And then years later when I did feel empowered, I'm like, I don't even know how I would report that at this point. So that I kind of like felt a little bad for this guy because it was like 12 years and like any sexual, like anything I've ever experienced, like funneled into this fucking guy. And on behalf of- picked on the wrong chick. (laughs) That day for sure. But it was just like, I really got present to like, wow, like how many women who don't fully know who they are, don't fully love themselves and know their worth, get hit on by this guy in life and think they're supposed to respond with meeting him with that and end up being with him and not wanting to be. Mm. Because that energy was very much in the past. I would have like succumbed right to that and been like, oh, like I don't have autonomy over my body and you're grabbing me at a club and I am shaking my ass and half naked. So that must mean you should be able to touch me, right? No, no. So like, I feel like that moment for me was like the full metamorphosis of like how far I've come. And also like what I mean by hot girl playa, like I know my fucking worth. And Burning Man gave me the opportunity to like, really know that I know my worth. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. (laughs) it was so epic. So even though that was a scary thing, it was like, I I honestly was like, I'm, this was, I'm in, we went back in the club, we danced our ass off, had the best time ever. And then the temple burned that night. And I was like, I'm going to end it here. Like I was going to maybe go out and party that night. And I was like, I'm ending it here. What a fucking beautiful unfolding of this week. I want to end it here. That was a high. That was a Mm. peak, peak, peak experience to kind of end it on for me. That's awesome. So I I think we should, we can wrap this episode up. I want to leave, I want to end this episode with what, so the, the playa always provides one lesson or like your biggest takeaway. Like what would you say your biggest takeaway this year was for you, Madison? 
Oh, wow. Okay. Um, I feel like a little blindsided right now because I'm just like, I want you to tell your share. I'm going to, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it in a different episode. Ah, okay. <laughs> oh She's making you wait. I'm making oh you my wait. God. I'm making okay. you wait. I think that's the move. Oh, my biggest takeaway is that I, <laughs> I love myself so much and I can, I trust myself fully. Um, I know I'm capable of anything I put my mind to. Yeah. And I, the universe always is providing, like I never need to worry. It's already divinely taken care of. It's already, um, just be in joy constantly. Like this, that's it. Be great. Be grateful. Be joyful. That's it. Don't fret on. Don't don't let yourself get upset about things. Like, just yeah, yeah. Con- conquer, conquer your joy. That's beautiful. Yeah. Um, for me this year, it was in a lot of ways a really hard burn. Um, it was very dusty. It was very hot. We forgot our air conditioning. I was on the verge of heat stroke for many of the days. Um, I still had an incredible time and I'll tell you about my burn night in another episode. Um, I think my biggest takeaway is, and one of my other favorite nights was we saw this live, we saw these live musicians at a camp called Crossroads and it was a massive dust storm. And there was this girl just up there singing her fucking ass off in the middle of a dust storm. And it really inspired me. And I was like, I'm going to be on that stage next year. And so my biggest takeaway was that I am so resilient. And that somewhere along the way, I lost my childlike inspiration and drive. And there's a little four-year-old girl inside of me that wants to come out and play. And I'm ready for her to come out again and to start making music for her and to start living my life for me at a deeper level than I already do. And that you can find love in any situation in the middle of a dust storm, (laughs) scared off your ass, you know, what do you do? You go back to your tent and you drink frozen rosé with the love of your life and you laugh about it. And just how resilient we are as humans and that this social experiment to have people connect on another level is pure magic. And I'm going to go every year that I possibly can. Mm. Yeah. I'd love to join you in that. I want to go every year. Yeah. That I can. <laughs> Barring that I can, yeah. pregnancy or <laughs> things like that. All right, Clitorati. I hope you enjoyed wow. our behind the scenes um, take on Bernie Man. Yeah, Katie, what are you left with? No, it just sounds like, you know, like what you guys said in the beginning, like you, you get what you're supposed to get from the experience. And I think that's like with any kind of thing that you really sign up for that's like this. Yeah. And this is just, I'm so happy you both had such profound and fun, exhilarating experiences and like huge um, interpersonal breakthroughs. Yeah. Um, 
on a, in a very deep way that uh, have definitely shifted your way of being since you've been back, which I think mm. is so, um, like, there's so much more, like, radiance and so, there's, like, less heaviness. So I really see that. Um, yeah, I think it's great. Amazing. Well, thank you for listening, Clitorati. And uh, we'll see you next Tuesday. Bye-bye. If you liked this and are curious about our Clit Talk curriculum, we have a wait list for our upcoming free workshops and our Sex and Empowerment Signature Masterclass in 2022. Nothing like starting the new year guided by pleasure. Sign up for the wait list to come tap into your pussy sanctuary with Katie, myself, Sugar, and Lindsay at www.clittalkshow.com backslash waitlist. That's clittalkshow.com backslash waitlist.